Coach Professionals Podcast. I am Paulie G. Origin right around the corner, but still so much Supercoach to talk about. Round 13's done. Hopefully you scored some good points, but now you can move on from some of your players. We're going to be here to help RMS with me. Ryan MS, I should say. How are you, mate? Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, good. Can't wait for tomorrow. Uh, lucky enough to be heading down to Melbourne to watch uh, Game 1, but... Uh, in the meantime, I'm focused. I'm starting, starting to hit my stride finally uh, with some injuries touch wood out of the way, super coach wise. So I can't wait for this round. Um, you can make a run over the bye rounds. We've known that all the time, I guess, but um, a bit harder with the uh, only the two at the moment, Ryan. Um, the way that structure is for Origin this year. Yeah, it's a bit harder to do that. But having said that, I have noticed that. Uh, well, at least with the scores that I saw, they were all, you know, sitting 800, 900 yeah. um, with those uppers getting um, into the thousands and, um, you know, a touch more. Um, so, look, so the chances are still there. Yeah, um, the question's got to, yeah, the question's got to take be, can you, do you have enough trades to revamp your lineup for round 17? So that's the big question. Oh, you know, looking around that 13, 14 available mark for... Um, the game just gone. It means you are revamping your roster at least probably four or five players, maybe up to eight, um, depending on exactly where you're situated and how many guys that you own that actually are playing Origin um, as well. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. First, we've got to get to the injuries, and that's thanks to Coogee Bay Health and Injury Care. Pat has emailed some information, um, Parramatta, well, Mitchell Moses, uh, we're hearing he's only going to miss two games due to bone bruising after suffering a knee injury on uh, last Saturday night. His leg was caught awkwardly in a, a tackle and he left the field, didn't return. There were fears of an MCL injury. Obviously, that would have been a longer recovery period. But apparently, the scans on Sunday cleared him of major damage. Pat saying no MCL damage, but... It looked pretty bad the way he hobbled off. Maybe missed one to two weeks, obviously not named in this uh, game, just gone. Um, he'll miss next week probably as well, and then uh, it's the general buy round, so he'll get some time to rest up there, probably be back um, for round 16. Jack Koshevsky suffered a broken right arm in the Manly's loss to North Queensland on Thursday. He under, uh, went surgery on Friday, and... Uh, Saying the club saying six weeks and Pat saying that's about right. That was a bit of blow, Ryan. For people that might have luckily or not so luckily, but at the time it looked like luckily held on to him um, coming into round thirteen. It didn't work out. No, it didn't. And look, he got the broken arm. He wasn't. He's not a big point scorer as is. Uh, no, and not a big had he not broke had he not broken his arm, he um, would have had some time off anyway. Yes, there was a JT late hit, I think. Uh, Cronulla losing fullback Josh Dugan for up to a month due to a leg injury, a stress reaction in his leg. And the Sharks physical performance manager, Andrew Gray, saying that they had to take away all playing and training 
to enable it to recover and they will assess his recovery and hopefully he'll be fit to return in round 16. Pat is saying a stress, a stress fracture can be slow to recover from, so maybe closer to six weeks. We know he just came back from the foot injury. I wonder if the two are related or not so much related as in the same injury, but whether, you know, sort of favouring a foot could end up not helping things in the leg. So anyway, um, uh, probably six weeks. David Nofaluma looks like a decent calf strain. This is according to Pat, unfortunately, for him, four to five weeks out as well. Um, not a lot of the bigger names there, but obviously uh, in the in the quieter week that was, there might be a few more popping up with Origin. Billy Slater, we know, um, are ruled out of Origin. Um, so there'll be a few more to keep an eye on as of probably next week. And some other players coming back we'll get to shortly in the team changes. That is the injury report for Coogee Bay Health and Injury Care. If you live in the Sydney region, make sure that you uh, give Pat a call or even better, visit our website, www.supercoachpros.com. Click on the link for 20% off your first visit. It's not just sporting injuries. Back and neck are his specialties. And uh, get on down there to Could You Bay Health and Injury Care. It does a great job uh, for this show and our website as well. Looking to do best for round 13 now, Jason Tamalolo. Well, he is a freak. It's official. Hopefully you popped the VC loophole on him. It's just an outstanding day for him. Probably went a long way towards winning your game if you had him with the VC loophole and your opponent didn't on the weekend. Um, Antonio Winterstein cashing in. 99 points, obviously a number of North Queensland players doing well. JT coming back, Anari Tuala, a guy we talked about on the show last week, having a good day. Cole Felt also right up there. Blake Ferguson, well, he had a hot and cold day, but it panned out well super coach wise with 87. Martin DePau in that Thursday night game, also 87. Certainly him and Apposite Coruscant, who also scored in their 80s, tried their best for Manly. Tom Burgess nabbed a couple of tries, and uh, he was right up there in the mid 80s with Robbie Farrah, the predictor, calling out Farrah. Good matchup, that one. And obviously, um, any time that he's going to be filling in for Damien Cook through the year, which probably won't be that much, to be fair, with uh, no more bye rounds or the only other origin game, Souths will be on the bye um, where Robbie could have otherwise played. So Daniel Alvaro, we should mention, Sean Lane, Daniel Saifidi, some guys playing big and hard in the middle, and Kalen Ponga coming through yet again, Ryan, for your Supercoach team. 75, just when you uh, had had the bye, relying on him, no Tedesco, no Tommy Jaborovic because of origin, but Ponga just keeps on delivering in that FLB position. Yeah, absolutely. He's becoming indispensable in that in that position. Um, if you have him, if you've stuck with him all year, then you've been pretty much rewarded, barring yeah, uh, yeah. Barring maybe one game, one game off, against the sharks, went off concussed. And we know so. with the sharks how they just shut down every fullback. In fact, to the point where if you've got even a guy to the name of a Ponga or a Teddy, you're probably better off leaving him on your bench when they play the sharks. They're just that brutal to fullbacks. Yep. 
Notable team selections for round 14. Keegan Hipgrave has been dropped to the bench with Will Matthews returning. If you had an eye on him um, coming into maybe looking ahead to round 17 with him to raise some cash, probably drops off your radar now due to that. Bryce Cartwright, as a result of Hipgrave being dropped, is now a reserve, but everyone's moved on from him already. Uh, Alex Johnson back for Souths, um, along with their four origin players. So Cameron Murray and Adam Dewey back to the interchange. Maybe you own one or even both of those. Sean Johnson back for the Warriors. Uh, a big boost there. Um, we'll talk more about him in the tweets and Facebook um, questions coming up a bit later. Mannering has been moved to the bench with Isaiah Papa Lee back. No jazz to Vunga. Not sure if it's injury related, but not anywhere in the 21. And he's been one of their better players and most consistent players. So uh, that's a bit disappointing. Certainly there will be a couple of listeners that might have got in on him earlier in the year when he was bargain basement, but um, playing really well. The Knights, they get back Herman SASA. Um, that was a bit of blow if you owned him last round, missing out on that all-important round 13 due to suspension. The Roosters, well, they're keeping Joseph Manu in the centres. It's Mitch Orbison missing out. He goes to the bench. Victor Radley, despite just being amazing on Sunday, he also has to move back to the bench. It's Isaac Liu in, named at 13 and Sio Sua Tokiaho named on the edge. Now, Radley wore 11 last week but played at lock. Liu played on the edge. So maybe that switches around. Maybe Takiaho ends up on the interchange. There is no Ryan Madison, so that's a big blow. Another guy we're going to talk about when we get to the tweets and Facebook messages. Parramatta, well, Jared Hayne and Corey Norman are both back for the Eels. Of course, they've lost a few too. Mitchell Moses, as we talked about earlier on the show, but Will Smith and Tepai Maroa also will be missing. Um, that means that uh, Gutho, Clint Gutherson stays in the halves. Nathan Brown, he was pretty good coming off the bench. He played left edge last week um, due to those injuries occurring during the game. Um, but he'll be starting in the middle this time. It's Brad Takarengi that actually makes way for Hayne, and he'll play um, in Maroa's spot on the right edge instead. There's a young hooker, Reed Mahoney, joining the bench um, because they don't really have anyone left to cover Cameron King, who's not really an 80-minute player. So interesting to see how Mahoney will go. He'll go onto your watch list, but seeing he plays for Parramatta, probably not really keeping a close eye on him. Um, there, Tim Manor also back for Parramatta. North Queensland are keeping Inari Tuala in the centres, but with Kane Leonard on the bench, it could eat into his minutes unless Cohen Hess and Gavin Cooper play less due to back out from origin. Ryan Leonard played on the left edge coming off the bench last week, but obviously in both their normal um, edge forwards weren't available. They are back this week. It could be the squeeze there, or do you think Tuala will, will be safe getting 80? I think it'd be safe getting 80, um, and this is no not having a go at Parramatta, but Parramatta aren't exactly travelling superbly. So, yeah, um, ticks and the Cowboy, Cowboys aren't either, but you saw last week um, against Manly, they were going quite well. Um, Tuala could have easily been shifted, um, you know, fell at full in it. Um, but he wasn't, so I think he's there for a reason. I think Lennart um, possibly offers uh, North Queensland a bit more value in the second row, given yeah. who they have backing up. He start he started playing a bit of footy there last year, so probably that's you know we see it with the likes of well, more recently Chris Lawrence, I guess. Um, but it's it's you know we see a lot of these guys they just slow up a bit as they get a bit older and. They just moved one further in, essentially, from centre to second row. Yep. 
Uh, Siani Katoa has predicted on our game recaps, keeps his spot in on the wing over Sasaya Feki. So if you like, I think both of us, Ryan, and uh, you've held on to him all this time. You're pretty stoked with that. Of course, Cronulla don't have a lot of upside week to week. They don't really like to throw the ball around too much unless they're playing Newcastle. But anyway, good to have him as an option there. Um, Edric Lee has the other wing spot with Valentine Holmes returning. David Nafalum is out for the West Tigers, but it's um, Malachi Wateni Zelezniak that comes in. So Maho Fenua will remain in the centres. I think he's got more super coach upside in the centres and on the wing. Uh, Dale Finucane out for Melbourne. Ryan Hoffman, Christian Welsh coming back via the bench. While in that same game, Josh Maguire, Alex Glenn both back for the Broncos. That means Tavita Pangai's coming on the bench or coming not starting. So that's a bit of a blow if you own him. Joffa Hengawe also will move back to the bench now. George Fye. Kieran Foran out. Um, a reshuffle for the Bulldogs. Jeremy Marshall-King goes back into the Haas. Michael Leacher returns at hooker. Now, an interesting one here, Ryan. I don't quite get it, and maybe it will change come kickoff. But Reese Martin's been sensational the last few weeks. He's gone back to the bench with David Clemmer named to start, and Josh Jackson and Raymond Fatala Mariner named as the edge runners. Uh, is that really going to happen? Does Clemmer, he's been coming off the bench in recent times and he's going to be coming, backing up from origin. Surely Martin still starts and plays 80. Martin has to start. Like, honestly, <laughs> that's... Nah, Martin's got to start. Like, there's got to yeah. be a reshuffle And it's the there. Monday game. What do you do as a... What do you do with your Supercoach team? You're probably pretty stacked at this point because, they're, you know, round 13's over and you're probably Martin... Does he get squeezed out as your 18th man? They're playing the Dragons too. One of the toughest oh, teams to score yeah, supercoach tough points one. against. But surely Martin oh. plays. And, and he plays good minutes. So, oh, Yeah, geez, I you know. would think so. Worst case, he'll probably come on after 20 odd and stay on. Um, Aiden Tolman also back via the interchange. We know that some people thought maybe that would eat into Martin's minutes, but I guess that remains to be seen. Um, all right, predicted best for round 14. Uh, Sean Johnson straight back in. He loves playing against uh, Manly. Got a good uptick there, so there's a lot to like um, for this week anyway. Um, uh, the Warriors halfback, as long as he ends up playing. Uh, Cameron Munster and Nathan Cleary right up there. They'll be both backing up from origin, though. Um, both predicted to get 80 minutes. So maybe if you're thinking that their minutes will be... Um, come down a bit, then you're you're not necessarily putting the captaincy on them, but certainly on the surface it looks good. Cleary, it plays, I think it's the Friday night, 6pm game, so after your first origin, Ryan, a two-day turnaround, the competition leaders, there's got to be some thought that he plays either less minutes or, or none at all, you'd think, um, for Penrith. Yeah, it's really going to be a wait-and-see thing. Um, this whole week will be, actually. Yeah. Uh, but, look, with with Cleary playing the six slot, that's that's the earliest game, you know, the earliest time in between games. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if he played the whole lot. He but, flies from Melbourne back to Sydney and then, I guess, they drive down to Canberra. Yeah, that's All a... In. Yeah. It's a tough, it's a tough road. If 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 he ends up going to eighty, um, be interesting to see uh, just how he fares after Wednesday. The same night, Damien Cook owners will be cursing because the Rabbitohs is playing the Titans. He's right up there because we know how well hookers go on on the Gold Coast, and that's where that game is. But another story of trying to fly from Melbourne and get up to the Gold Coast in you know a day and a half. 
Um, that's going to put the kibosh a little bit on his um, high predicted score. But his teammates, Alex Johnston and Adam Reynolds, right up there as well. Um, and of course, if Robbie Farah ends up playing, you know, he'll be right up there. So all of them getting up ticks, halves, fullbacks and hookers against the Gold Coast. James Tedesco and Blake Ferguson are nice upgrades against the Knights, as long as Tedesco plays, of course. Uh, Manu Ma'u against the Cowboys is right up there. Uh, Latrell Mitchell, another one in that Roosters game. Martin Tapau, we saw him have a blinder last week, playing the Warriors. He should do very well. And then you're looking at guys like Luke Keary, another good matchup there against um, the Knights, obviously halves against the Knights. Um, Tommy Tommy T, another guy who may or may not play. Tal Malolo, well, you've got a lock and load in there. Cody Walker, Gareth Widdop. Um, Gareth Widdop, a big go for trade-in this week. Ryan, 529,000 he is uh, predicted to, to, uh, to go to. Um, Sorry, he's not 529,000 this round, but he's predicted to go to 529,000 after this week, um, which I think is a drop of 20. But still, around that 550 mark, good time to bring him in, you'd think. Yeah, you're not going to get him much cheaper than that. Um, I got him at his just about his most expensive. <laughs> <laughs> um, and look, to be honest, I don't really regret that um, because he's been Value. put out, you know, Quite reasonable, yeah. uh, quite consistent points for the Dragons. Uh, but yes, if you don't have him, now is a very good time to chuck him on that um, watch and yeah, really almost must-have list. Um, Fitzgibbon, Fafida, Crichton, uh, there are other big names in that list as well. Go to our website, um, of course, or, or and follow the links, www.supercoachpros.com to download the app today you can get it via google play store by the itunes app store as well we've got price rises and falls some of the high rises we mentioned in tuala last week um the other or the, the original sione katoa i don't know if he is original not the sharks sione katoa aj brimson should continue to rise the falls well at car you're still holding on to him through the troughs and you know, the highs and the lows. Uh, but he's going to drop a bit. Jake Trebrovic has got a big drop in line. Um, but if you held him over last week, you're going to hold him over this week and that drop. Um, and against the Warriors, they've been pretty tough against um, middle third players most of the year. And, of course, they've got the two-round price rises. These are great to look at when you're looking at bringing guys in that are going to make you some money. Obviously, Cam Smith is on a bounce back at the moment. So you probably, if you didn't have him at all through the year, probably done pretty well up to this point. But now could be a time to really go nuts with the Smith-Cook combo. Smith obviously playing in round 17. Um, I guess we've got to talk a little bit about, well, we wouldn't mind talking a bit of origin. We might save that. Ryan for towards the end of the show but what about um, planning for round 17 we just talked about Gareth Widdop but what other guys are on your early radar and what are, and what players will be worth bringing in as soon as this week to sort of maximise uh, their impact on your team okay well look I think that I mean you mentioned Cam Smith just before if you're not thinking of bringing him in for a little while if you don't have him and look lots of guys don't lots yeah. of teams don't um, I, I think, yeah, look, he's obviously going to put out more consistent 
um, scores from now through to the end of the year. Uh, so I think he's he's one to look at. If you don't have Gareth Widdop, obviously he is um, a definite to look at. Um, yeah. And by that stage, you know, you might be thinking, okay, well, you've got round 17, you have the Panthers and the Warriors. Well, Widdop's only yeah. owned by 22% of teams. Well, that that's really quite surprising, actually. Because yeah. um, I think, yeah, he's, he, well, he is a, one of the top players. Um, I mean, yes, his recent form has dropped a little, but, um, geez, he's been very good throughout the a year. A lot of people must have shed him for that round 13 buy, you'd think. Yep. I had to. Um, with the Panthers and the Warriors, they play in round 17. SJ is obviously mm. a target with a massive asterisk over it, being that if he's fit. Um, they just don't going. seem willing to play him if he's anything less than 100% this year and Kearney probably has designs on finals and they should fall into the finals from here. You'd think, I know that it's the Warriors we're talking about, but, you know, it, it might be a smart move even if they end up sixth or seventh, you know, with, yeah. with a Sean, fit Sean Johnson other, uh, as opposed to, oh, we, we snuck, we, you know, we snuck into fourth so we get a second chance, but we don't have Sean Johnson. Yeah, exactly right. Um, look, the other guy who from the Warriors is RTS, um, and now I, don't, I know like there's a smorgasbord of really good players at the mm. um, FLB position, um, but yeah, are you thinking maybe your Tedesco goes because he's not playing that round? Like the Roosters aren't playing that round either, um, and you know an RTS comes in and then do you? You know, work it around that way. That's, I mean, it depends how m- how many players you do or don't have coming yes, into that's right. seventeen. Because but, you, um, because you're losing, you know, Tedetti and Tommy to Origin, and and their club doesn't play any. Even if some weird scenario happens and one of them doesn't end up getting picked for New South Wales, it won't matter because neither of their clubs are playing in round seventeen. Caelan Ponga, who will probably end up being picked for Queensland by game three, he's not playing in round... His team, Newcastle, not playing in round 17. So you've got your top three fullbacks out. Now, you may just cop the zero at the position, but it's a pretty handy position to score points because we know fullbacks are outscoring everyone pretty much. Um, yep. So you've got guys like Matt Dufty, who can put up a decent supercoach score. Jack Whiten, who's probably second level because he's not that consistent. Um, we don't know what. A storm are going to put out. Maybe Jerome Hughes is still playing at that point. We know he's good for a big super coach score, but you know, is he getting enough game time week to week to pick him? And then you've got RTS, who's who's elite when he's at his best. Yeah. Um, so there's yeah lots of options there, and of, of, you know, not enough spaces really. Uh, the other. Guy, I was thinking of um, if you don't have him yet, and some people have jumped on, then jumped off, then jumped on again, um, is uh, Jordan Rappiner. So, yeah, uh, now's the time. He's under 500. Um, yep. He's going to play in round 17. And what you're doing, I mean, look, Penrith have not been easy to score supercoach points against, to be fair, um, this year. But what you're doing is you're buying him with a long term view that he's going to take you all the way through. He's going to play every game from now through all your finals. 
and uh, he's going to just put up a lot of those big scores um, that we know he's capable of. I think he's predicted this week. Um, it's you know again not a great matchup, but still slightly above his average, 51.58. You'll take that uh, this week. Um, yes, he's due to go down a little bit with that score because his break even's a bit higher, but obviously um, eventually that will, that curve will start to swing back. And you'd think that it won't be long before he's back over the 500k, at least up to six, and maybe even up to 600. Yeah, definitely. All right, um, we'll keep following the buys over the next couple of weeks, but I think we've given you a few names. Um, we're going to get a bit more in depth with some of these ones. We've got some good um, Twitter and Facebook questions coming up, so we'll, we'll get to those now. Um, so if we've missed a couple, I think Ryan Madison is one we should talk about as well, but I think we'll talk about him in a little bit. Um, we'll start with Craig Clark. He asks, thinking of Thurston and Milf out to SJ and Brimson or Salmon, have Cody Walker and Tamari Martin as my other two. Is it too early for SJ? Do I give JT and Milf one last chance? Uh, Ryan, it looks like or Anthony Milford has pretty much been confirmed that he's going to um, play uh, uh, tomorrow night on, on in the Origin games. He'll be backing up, which probably isn't great. But then the flip side would be maybe he goes into Origin camp, or he's been in Origin camp. He has a good game there. Queensland win. He gets a bit of confidence and he brings it back to club form. Yeah, look, that's a tough one. Um, <laughs> It really is. Um, do you give JT one last chance? Look, JT scored 67 last game against Manly and probably played one of his better games of the year, to be honest. Manly um, aren't good against Harms. No, and they aren't. But I thought he was actually pretty decent um, in the game. And so, yeah, I think JT, yes. Jeez, with Milford. <laughs> Milford has not been good all year. I'm surprised he's... In origin, to be honest, uh, I would say um, if you're going to give JT one more go, then you're probably going to give Milf one more go. But you really can't afford to carry him from beyond that point. If you go, okay, well they've done it out, yeah, or they haven't given you the points that you want. I mean, I'm not sure what what people you know think is acceptable, but um, yeah, I'd give them one last chance and then say if it's no good, then see you later for both of them, and you'll have to go. And I think SJ is a, is a good option. He needs um, Whittup in there. I mean, realistically, um, Brimson or Salmon, maybe he's just doing that to make some cash, but Brimson, admittedly Brimson, he's still got some rises left in him, but he's not a high supercoach scorer. He, no. He's a bit of a slow burner as your fourth, and Martin is, is probably worse than Brimson. So... Um, you've already got, like, you've kind of tied your boat to Martin. Um, so you probably don't want Brimson as well. You probably want to really top it, echelon halves. I'd be trying to get Widdop, and then I'd be watching the Sean Johnson situation, which leads us to the Rocco questions, uh, asking reports suggesting that Sean Johnson could miss both rounds 15 and 16 because of Denver coaches making a mistake trading him in. So that's probably, you know, I'd be surprised if he's going to miss round 15. I don't see how that works, Ryan, because they wouldn't... That's the week before the test. I'm assuming it's the week after. um, It seems bizarre because then obviously 
um, they're not going to stop them playing the club around the round. Bef- yeah. No, so they'll fly out afterwards. It's whether sense. the club thinks that they're so nervous about this trip and the altitude and the heat that they say, well, we want you to go there early to acclimatise so we don't want you to play round 15. It's probably something Stephen Kearney, of all the coaches, would do. Yeah. Well, look, if that happens, then, jeez, uh, um, you'd want some concrete evidence that that's happening. Yeah. Uh, because, yeah, you want him in your team because what he's been playing this year has been excellent. And he's got the best matchup this very week. So you jump on him right now and you could be laughing. Yep. But it's a risk. It's a real risk. Um, we're just so few halves. I, I don't own Sean Johnson and I don't plan on owning him this week, but, geez, it's tempting. It's very, very tempting. Um, but I just oh, I feel like I have to get Widdop in there and I think Johnson will just make sure he's right. And even if I have to overpay to get him in, I, I don't mind doing that for round, you know, as long as I have him by round 17. I think that's how I'm looking at it. Um, TVE asks, hey guys, thoughts on Ponga as a trade-out for SJ? Widdop can wait till next week, break even high, or Hopper, Will Hopperwata, interesting um, one there. Also hesitant to trade Watson, considering the next five are at um, MJ's. I think that's the um, Newcastle home games. Finally, will the likes of Munster, Arrow and Milf, etc. still cover 17 with State of Origin? Thanks. Um, there's a few in there, Ryan. I guess start with the Ponga. We just talked about Johnson v. Widdop. Um, the Ponga trade out. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't. <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't. I was just trying to think why you would, but you probably wouldn't um, because if you've got Ponga now, you might as well keep him for the rest of the year. Um, yeah. Like, I know that sounds kind of simplified, but... Um, he hasn't done anything really all that wrong. Um, if you've had him all year, he's probably one of your more consistent players. So I'd say no for that. However, you do, uh, I mean, we mentioned it before, but you do want to get Whittap in at some stage somewhere because he's going to be vital for the run home too. Well, he's talking about Watson. And the Watson's... Um next two games he's predicted to actually you know it's against the Roosters that's a tough matchup yes it's his former team he'll be primed for it but 54 that's a good score and then the Storm that's an even tougher matchup and 53 so these are still good scores because he's been um, putting up some good numbers so even you know getting down downgrades he's still getting in the 50s as predicted so you know there's no there's not really a lot of need. I mean, we'd need to know your other halves, you know, because at this stage, Ponga and Watson are both holds. Um, Munster, you wanted, you would have wanted to have made the move last week. So I think Munster and um, and Milford, you're holding now. The, the fear with Milford, and we don't know what's going to happen with Queensland's team by game three, if he's playing in the bench now, by game three, he could either be starting or out of the team altogether. Um, so it's and, and Jai Arrow as well. There's no guarantee he keeps his spot. Although I've got to say, Ryan, he looks like someone that's just going to be become a lock and load. Yeah, Queensland. look, he's um he's very close to that now. 
years. I've had a bit to do with some of the um, the sort of the the build up, I guess, and the, and and seeing some of the the media um, takes of some of the players. And I know there's nothing to do with with on the field, but there's some players look really nervous. Like they're obviously nervous about all this, and they may still play. Well, Alan Langer used to you know throw up, you know, and he was one of the best Origin players ever. Um, and he used to throw up before every game. So I'm not saying that it's necessarily a sign that these players are going to do poorly. But one guy who just looks like he's going to slot right in is Jairo. Just, um, and we'll see, you know. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't think he's going to be playing for the Titans in round 17. Um, obviously, Munster's not going to play. He'll be he'll be picked for Queensland. It's, it's Milford that could end up playing. Um they're all good players. You're probably not getting rid of them at this point, any of them. Um, what about the super trade round, Ryan, during that buy, that buy week after round 15? Is there some manoeuvring there rather than... I mean, TV doesn't really need to make a lot of changes here. Can he just wait, hold on to his trades and then look to really do something in that round 15 window? Well, yeah. Look, the the big five trade round. It's I think it's in this particular instance. I don't think there's a lot that need to be made. So I don't think that they could that they you know it's necessarily something that you're waiting for. Yeah. I think it's like okay, well, I'm gonna do this trade and this trade, you know, or, or maybe even one this week, one next week, and then on to the you know, then you've got the five where you can go, okay, now I'm going to make my two that I need to make to get the guys that I want. Um, and then, you say, you, you know, you're saving them up for a little bit later on. I mean, look, the end of the season's coming up, but it's not really coming up for a little while yet. No. I mean, we're only, only we're just past round 13, so, and we're only in the start of June. So I we've think, got a long way to go, yeah, and there's a lot of water to go under that. I think it's 11. Bridge. If you make two trades this week and you've made two trades every week, I think you have 11 left. And like you say, there's there's more than 11 games left. So you got only one a week. Yep. Um, if you've tucked a couple away, you'll be looking a little bit better, but not a lot. And you'll want, as we said at the start of the show, you want to revamp probably five to eight players between now and round 17. So you're going to lose some trades. So you don't really want to be... You want to be really judicious with those trades. You want guys like your Widdops, your Johnsons, um, Cameron Smiths, guys that are, you're going to hold through to your Supercoach finals. Uh, got a couple of Facebook questions now. Chase Wright asks, Hey guys, looking at trading in Sean Johnson for Lamb. To do so, looking at downgrading Terrapo. Can either be in the 2RF or centre winger position with round 17 in mind. Is it too early to go with Olive? Any other suggestions? I think um, that's great, essentially, that he got Terrapo in and can get him out because I don't think he's going to do much better than what he's already done, Ryan. Um, so Lamb and Terrapo out for Sean Johnson is a great move, but is Olive... The best option there. I mean, he's doing the right thing in looking for someone that's available round 17, but I'm still keen on Tuala just for 
money-making exercises. Um, yeah. There's a couple of others in there too. I guess, look, uh, with he's talking around 17 in mind, he's looking obviously looking for a player there, but uh, you took the words out of my mouth with having Tawala there and ready to go sort of thing um, because he will make money, no, you know, number one. But number two... Um, he's probably going to, well, judging on how he's been selected for this week, um, probably going to end up in that in that Cowboys team as part of that transition into next season. I'm not saying that they've given up on this season, but um, Paul Green's definitely looking forward, um, looking ahead. And I'm just looking through the teams that are playing in round 17. I'm trying to find that, you know, yeah, John Olive looking for that extra person, but I don't know if that's if that's even going to actually work out. Th- yeah, I mean, uh, Josh Morris out. I think he's still out for another month. So Olive should still be around, around 17. Will Dean Pace stick with him if he plays well? If so, who misses out? Um, is it the Moses Mbai situation? Does Hopawadi, does Mbai get released and Hopawadi go to fullback, opening up Olive to remain in the centres. I mean, you've got Kerrod Holland knocking on the door as well. bit surprising that Olive won the role over Holland to begin with because Holland had done some good things coming off the bench. One thing I will say about John Olive, out of all the sort of guys we knew weren't going to start the year in first grade when we did all the pre-season recaps, I had three guys I really, really liked. Reese Martin, AJ Brimson and John Olive. I thought they were outstanding in their respective trials. Martin and Brimson have already announced themselves, and Olive's played one game, played pretty well. Um, I watched that game live, so I didn't get to look as closely as Olive as I did in the pre-season um, internet streams, where you can sort of really analyse it. But I didn't think he played badly, Ryan, in that game against the Tigers. He had that good line break. Um, yeah, no, certainly not. I thought it was um, pretty decent, um, considering what everyone else was doing in the exact same game. Yeah, that's the one thing. And Martin's gone ballistic. Brimson, look, he's not going to be massive super coach wise but he's clearly um, a good first-grade footballer of the future. And so these two, you know, and again, when we look at Supercoach and we all want to rush in and get whoever's been named in round one, sometimes it's better to... To just go, you know what? These are my my the players that are actually top end players, and I'm just going to stick with them, even if they're not named, because sometimes that can work out better. And um, so, Olive's on that list, Chase. That's one thing I would say. And look, there's a good chance that I too, at some point um, before round 17, will be bringing him in. I probably just want one more game to have a look personally. But when you've got Lamb and Terrapo, now's the time to get rid of those guys. So you may just need to bite the bullet and go Olive with Sean Johnson because Johnson on his own is probably worth those two guys regardless of what happens with Olive. Dean pick up us. Speaking of pots, is Sulasi Vunavalu worth a shot? Um, that That's a risk, Ryan, but I mean the guy has paid off Supercoach-wise in the past, so it's not a risk without some hope of reward. No, exactly right. Look, um Currently, he's three fifty six six hundred, so that's that's reasonable. But 
he's on a pretty severe down downhill. Um, after a 77 against the Broncos in rounds 9, 10, 11 and 12, he's got 29, 28, 27, 31. And two of those games were against the Titans and the Sea Eagles. He'll need a massive break even. And the Broncos, you know, they're, they're decent defenders. They're probably... He's, he's, not, he's getting an upgrade against them, but a very small one. So yep. it's not a great matchup for him this week. And we just don't know. With Melbourne, other guys, I guess they don't have as many out as they usually do for Origin, but still, the, the side could be a bit out of kilter. But yeah, I mean, they've had some good wins against Brisbane in the past, mind you. He could put up two tries. Yeah, um, exactly right. He's, he's, no, he's no slouch when he, when he gets it right, and yeah. um, his well, price is pretty pretty enticing. Yeah. I'm, pro- I'm probably not personally, but I, I, I see where you're going with it. Um, yeah, more, I agree with more that. Melbourne questions. Rob Elkington asked Billy out for a bit. No idea how long would Melbourne play Munster at fullback or Hughes. Uh, he's got a couple, but let's just start with that, Ryan, because Hughes has been going so well, it's hard to see the moving Munster back unless Brodie Croft, who is in their extended extended reserve list because the Storm, I think, have named 23 or 24 players this round, which they're allowed to do because of origin. Um, I guess there's some way that that could happen, but Hughes just looks so good every time he he uh, deputises for Slater. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean, I don't think anyone... Is anyone better than Munster at... In the halves. In the halves? Yeah, that's the issue. Um, that that Melbourne have, and I think that's the thing that you need to have a look at Crofty because Hughes... Obviously, it's great. Um, but, yeah, if they have no one else better as Scott a six, they're not going to. has been named in the, in the extended reserves. So yeah. he's not... Even if Munster had an injury, um, Bellamy's... He's, he's got cover for Croft. He's, he's not automatically putting Croft in for Munster. He could choose drink water. So that's how low down Croft's become. Yep, he slipped a bit, definitely from the start of the year. We thought he was going to be well, I did. the man, but yeah, going off apparently last not. <laughs> is SASA a trade now that round 13 is in the books where he added zero value to my team? That's what we talked about earlier. <laughs> Unfortunately, if so, what's a cheap round 17 option for a number? Um, Rob, I think you've got to hold on to SASA now. I mean, if you held on to him last week, that last week, if you weren't going to even you had to get rid of him last week, I think. Yeah, you've you kept his corpse, and yeah, um, yeah you're just going to have to ride it down the hill now. Ride it. Yes, at, by round seventeen, you may be trading him out or in that super trade round, but I think for this round, you um, you make sure that he's in your seventeen somewhere. Although the Roosters tough matchup for forwards, um, and he says actually one more. Why should I keep holding Madison for my run home in the centre and wing position? Seriously. Is he HIA prone now? The answer is we don't know. It's the one area where, you know, we can't really get a gauge. We, we've got Pat, you know, he's awesome with the physio stuff. And, and you know, but obviously concussions, it's a different beast. And, and Ryan, we, we, we're in the dark here. And, yeah, Madison could be out for a while. Um, yeah, not, look, yeah. There's, it's tough. If you've... If you've sat him in your centre wing, you've probably got a few more options to replace him if that's the way you want to go. Um, not saying to replace him because we don't know how just how long he's going to be out for. If he's 
yeah, look, if he's been named, he was named the other week and then was left out and then he wasn't named at all and now he's not named again, there's obviously some issues going on um, with just, that. They don't need to risk bringing him back. They've got a plethora of options. Yeah. Um, Victor Radley's playing out of his skin. Now, he's not going to take Ryan Madison's spot, but as I said earlier, guys like Isaac Liu or Taukiahu, who's been named this week, can easily play on the edge or share time on the edge, and Radley could play close to 80 at lock. Oh, absolutely. Um, you just don't need to risk it. And that doesn't even include Mitchell Orbison. I mean, Mitchell Orbison is a really strong, solid first-grade footballer who's now stuck on the bench because of yeah. how, how well could Joseph do Martin is doing. Well, yeah. And Daniel Tupo's back. So, um, But, yeah, should you keep holding just, him? Yeah. I don't know. Um, you could go side. Uh, you could go to um, Fitzgibbon if he's if you want to go to second row. Um Sure, you're not going to get that anything for Rappin round up. 17, but Rappin even up. if you held Madison, you still didn't get anything for round 17. So, yeah. your centre and winger could be Rappiner. Oh, exactly right. You know, um, I don't know. I own Madison. I'm not getting rid of him this week, but I'm not necessarily holding him all the way either. Um, mind you, limited trades now. I've really got to start, you know, focusing. I think I've saved two the whole. Um, season so far, one one early and one more recently. So, you know, there's a lot um, there's a lot to say for guys that are like Madison that can put up good numbers to just hold on to them till they get back fully fit and, and rearing to go. But yeah, maybe one give him one more one more week, see what happens. Uh, finally, Ryan, what's your uh, prediction for tomorrow night's game? Well. Uh, look, I think it's going to be very, very close. I just have no idea why they think that um, New South Wales are favourites. Um, but I think I still don't think New South Wales will win, possibly by two. Yeah, I'm obviously tipping Queens. I think 11 debutants is a bridge too far. But I do like the idea of keeping this squad for a couple of years. And I'm looking at an 89 as the example. Uh we might have a year like 89 where it took a bit to get going but then we had a pretty strong 1990s um, on the back of some of those players Jack Gibson picked in 89 maybe a little bit before their time but they provided a good nucleus for the future so that's how I look at it and yep. you said well I just have to stick solid regardless of what happens that's that's the main hope I think and uh, yep. from their point of view and let's hope so because Queensland dominance if you're a Queenslander you want more understandably but if you're just a fan of, of the concept of Origin, we need New South Wales to win a couple. We can't just keep having them lose. <laughs> yeah. Uh, look, it, it's a good reset, I think, I think this series. So, Fingers one way crossed. or the other. All right, that does it for the show. We'll talk post-Origin next week and post-Round 14. We'll be on Twitter as much as possible with all the updates with different players, whether they're going to play after the Origin game or not course so make sure you follow us there the app very critical some of the teams got think got 23 or 24 people named so we've put in our predictions for all those guys so it's going to be very important to follow that this week as it goes and you might be making some last minute uh, alterations to your lineup and you'll need to know which guys are better coming off your bench maybe that's a good choice for reese martin not being in your initial 17 because he could be a fallback guy on that monday game all right, I'm Paulie G. Ryan, thank you so much. We'll 
talk to you in a couple of weeks. Yeah, you will, mate. And uh, we will talk to you all again next Tuesday night. Bye for now. Thank you.